So thank God for our, our leaders who have put me on the spot tonight. They didn't ask me to speak. They told me I was speaking. <laughs> uh, but of course, obedience is, of course, a part of the process. And I'm sure they know I'm much more comfortable on this side of the church instead of this area of the church. But of course, again, obedience is a part of the process. So I'm more than happy to uh, be obedient here tonight. Uh, so tonight I'm talking about listening to the Holy Spirit. And the scripture I'll be using is going to be Habakkuk chapter 2, um, verses 1 through 3. And the scripture will go again as follows, Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. So prior to this in chapter one, Habakkuk, who is a prophet, he is, he's pretty much, he's going in on God. He is, he's very upset. He sees a lot of turmoil, and he sees a lot of evil and strife going on in the land, and he's, he's getting it off his chest. Um, uh, Power 105 Breakfast Club with Charlemagne and all those guys, they have a segment in their show called Get It Off Your Chest. Well, Habakkuk is getting it off his chest in chapter one. He's letting God know, like, hey, where are you at? There's some things going on that I don't like. There's violence. I'm calling you. You're not listening to me. And because of this, he's just kind of getting it off his chest. But at the end of it, he stops complaining. So he gets it off his chest, but the complaining doesn't go on forever. So there has to be a stop to our complaints at some point. We can't just complain and just go on for years and, and days and months. We have to stop at some point. And that's when chapter 2 comes in. And he says, I'm going to... I'm going to stand upon my watch, and I'm going to wait to see what the Lord has to say to me. So when he does that, he doesn't have any distractions anymore. So he's not complaining. There's no distractions. He's waiting on those clear directions from God. And what I take from that is when he has no distractions, he's going to get an answer. When he's waiting and looking for those directions, he's going to get an answer from God because God is going to give us the right play. He's going to give us the the right directions to move forward in our lives. So, so in my spare time, I referee football, and I know Pastor Keith always talks about basketball, but that wasn't my sport particular, so football kind of fit my stature. So I was a much better football player than I was basketball. Um, so, so in football, I see kids all the time, they, they dress nice, they got their six packs and they got their eight packs, they, the uniform is nice and white, and when it's time for the play to be ran, they have their hands up in the air saying, hey, what's the play? Your teammates know exactly what the play is, but you don't know what the play is. So there's a problem. The problem is you weren't listening to what the play was. Had you known what the play was, you can move forward. So if you don't know the play, you're going to move backwards. You're going to stand there and say to yourself, hey, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? You're not moving anywhere. So 
you have to listen to what the play is. You can't be distracted by your Jordan sneakers, your, the kids got the towels around their waist and, and got the cameras and the girls in the stands. They're focused on all of those things except getting the play from God. And in order to move forward, you have to get the play from God because otherwise you'll just stand there. So oftentimes I hear, I hear celebrities say, you know, they're not fulfilled. They have all the things in, in, in life. They've, they've traveled, they've been around the world, they've stayed in every hotel, they have all the riches, the houses and the cars. Now, of course, we all want a piece of that too, but none of that is important if you're not hearing from God, if you're not getting the right play call. That's where your fulfillment comes. So I, I read this article by a minister named Joe McGee. He said, a vision with action changes the world. So again, a vision with action changes the world. So God has the vision. So we have to get in, get in line with God. We have to get the place so that we can change the world. And I look at this church, this, this, this body of believers, and I, saw, I can visually see the physical, the, just the kind of the physical winnings that were provided by Pastor Keith and Pastor Mel getting in line with God. Like, I'm sure Pastor Keith, 30 years ago, didn't know that he would be a leader of a church sitting on 22 acres of land. So he's open about the addictions that he's, that he's had in the past. And during that time, God couldn't speak to him because he had his own direction. He was, he was running his own plays. He didn't know, he was just kind of standing still. But once he got in line with the vision God had for him, where again, I go back to this saying, a vision with action changes the world. He was able to get in line with God. Now he can change the world. So just think about all of the people that he was created to impact. Him and Pastor Melody was able to impact by him getting rid of the distractions, going to God and listening to him. Because he's not only impacting our lives, he's impacting through us, our family's lives, our children's lives. And that's going to impact their children's children's lives. So because he got in line with God, we can stand and visually see what happens when you listen. And we can't move forward if we're, if we're not listening. So on Sunday afternoons, um, I like to watch football, I'm sure, as most of us guys like to. <laughs> something, something does something to our spirit, just seeing 22 guys just, just beat each other up all day. <laughs> right, it's just right. So, so every now and then, my wife, she's, she's on her way. She's, she had to pick up the kids and everything. But every now and again, she doesn't get the memo that it's time to watch football. <laughs> and so she tries to talk to me, and not even just ask a question. She tries to have a full conversation. Like, it's time to talk now. <laughs> and so what I'll do is I'll say whatever I need to say just to get this over with. Like, yeah, 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 okay. And she'll say something again. I'll say, okay, yeah, right. And so she'll just walk away. And so later on, she'll say, what about that thing we just talked about? And I'll say, what did you mention again? What did you say? And then she'll say, forget it. And so I missed everything she said because I was distracted. So what if she was saying something purposeful to my life? What if she told me a million dollars was downstairs? And I'm just kind of shooing her off. Like, OK, yeah, 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 go ahead. I missed everything. So spiritually, that happens with us because God is telling us stuff 
But we're saying, I'd much rather do this right now. I, I, I gotta watch the game. I gotta, Facebook is, is giving me some good feeds in my story line. I gotta, I gotta, watch, gotta watch Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. I mean, the PS4. I mean, you name it, it, that's what it is. And so because we're distracted, God can't speak to us. And so we're missing something very personable just for the fact that we decided that something else was gonna take our attention up. And so I'm sure you know there's guys who decide that well, I'm just not gonna go to church today. The game is on. And so that's, when I hear that, it doesn't make any sense to me because all weekend there's games on. You can watch 60 games if you want to. So why you can't take two to three hours and go to church? And so that whole time, God is trying to get something out of them by going to church, and they decide that it's not important to go to church and get something that they need. And so that's another purpose of just being distracted. You're just distracted with, you know, Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson, but those guys are fulfilling their purpose. We have, we're sitting there not moving anywhere, walking around in circles spiritually, saying, I gotta watch Lamar Jackson today. I gotta watch Cam Newton today. I can't fulfill my purpose. And so our purpose is much more important than anything else. So we have to listen to God so we can get those instructions. Because again, we're watching guys, we're watching millionaires fulfill their destiny, and we haven't reached ours yet. And so that, that hits my spirit a lot, because I have to sometimes cut the TV off and say, okay, this two-hour game was enough. Let me go work on my own stuff, because let me read my own scriptures, let me do my own prayers, because I have some things I need to fulfill. Um, coming, just coming here to Ayers was, to me, it was a fulfillment of a purpose for me. It was a step in the right direction. So I had spent a lot of time um, just being a musician in, in some churches and making some decent salaries. And I kept feeling that nudge in my spirit that, okay, this is enough. It's time to take that next step. Because I was like the kid with the nice towels on saying, hey, what's the play? And I'm just standing there, not moving anywhere. So, so me and my family, we started visiting churches. We started going around and, and, and visiting different places. And literally the very week that we were, you said we were going to go ahead and join Ayers, I got a call from a pastor who said, hey, I heard you weren't playing anywhere. And I'm like, who told you that? Like, how did you know that? He said, yeah, I got a call from so-and-so, and he got a call from somebody. So we had to talk, had a nice conversation. At the end of the conversation, he offered me a salary. He didn't know it at the time, but the salary was double what I had been making previously playing at the prior church. And so I said to myself, I start looking at the student loans, I start looking at the car notes. <laughs> and I said, I gotta got just take this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. And so I talked to my wife, April, she said, yeah, I think we could use that right about now. And so I said, let me, let me just pray about it first. So in praying about it, and I thought about it, and I said, is double the salary of what I was previously making, is that worth going in circles spiritually, not getting anywhere? Like, having, having money doesn't fulfill purpose. It just does absolutely nothing. Like, yeah, a couple more bills can be paid, but you're not going anywhere. So what good is having bills, a couple more bills paid if you're just spiritually stuck in neutral and never going in drive? If you're the kid with the Jordans on saying, hey, what is the play? I don't know what to do next. And I felt myself like that kid saying, I don't know where to go. What do I do next? I'm just, I'm just here. Bills are paid, I'm living at least comfortably. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, hurting for anything. 
So what am I supposed to do next? And so coming here, I'm starting to see, when I made the decision to come here, I told my wife, yeah, we, just, we have to do this, we have to follow God now. We can't do what we were doing before and just kind of just staying in neutral. So coming here, I've seen how our, our whole family is, is changing because we're following God now and not following where the checks may be or where, where anything else may be. We're just following the steps that God has in place for our family and what he told us to do. And my, my, my daughter, of course, um, some of you may know she lost her, she lost her natural birth mother um, recently. And just to see the church family love on her and Pastor Melody be there for her, she, she has a joy in her now. She's, her, her spirit is lifted because she has a church family that she can go to. And she'll get in the car when she'll leave here and say, man, because she went to a, a very large church previously where she didn't know, she wasn't really connected to everybody. And so she said, man, I really like that church. Like, I never got a chance to talk to the pastors at my last church, but I get to talk to them all the time. So just, just in a time where she really needed people around her just to have a church body and church family around her was, was so important to her overall spiritual development. And so that right there, that you can't put a price tag on that. Like, the double the salary would not have, have fulfilled my daughter's needs because that's not something that you can put, a, a, you can put money on. So, so being here, just seeing that really changed, just really kind of changed my outlook on everything. And, and it excited my spirit to know that, you know, we're now walking in what God has for us now. And, and even my wife's family, because it was my wife's aunt that died, and the way they talked about the church. And it was some of them that um, hadn't really gone to church a lot, but seeing how the church and the members stepped up and came in and really helped us out, it changed their whole mind about what church was. Like, because now they can't say church is about money. They didn't charge us anything. They let us use everything for free. So you can't say the pastor just wants your money. Now what? Now what's the, now what's the excuse? <laughs> they let us use everything free of charge. It wasn't charged nothing. And then they were serving the family. So, <laughs> so what's the next thing? What's the next thing you're going to say about church? And I haven't heard a peep about church since. <laughs> but, but, that's how, but that's how God works. You know, he, he puts you in a place, and he, he also lets you know that, he, that you're in the right direction, that you're, once you follow what he told you to do, you're going to reach your destiny. The same way Habakkuk, when he, when he sat there, said, okay, I'm going to stop my complaining. I've complained all of chapter one. Now that I've gotten it off my chest, and we're in chapter two, <laughs> I'm going to wait and see what God has to say to me. I'm going to wait and see what he's telling me. And then once he did that, God came back and said, write the vision, make it plain. Now, what if he had a complaint in chapters one, in chapter two, in chapter three? What if he had did that? There would be no write the vision and make it plain, and everything would have just been cut off. There would have been nothing after that. But he stopped the complaining. He got away from all the distractions, all the noise. I mean, he could have easily put his sandals on and went to the tavern and got some wine with the guys, with the other prophets. But he didn't. He said, I'm going to stand my watch, and I need to see what God is saying to me. Once he did that, God gave him the vision of write the vision, make it plain. So God is not, he's not you know, slack regarding his promises because He's already written it, and it's already there. So he has, he has to make good on those promises. He has to be there for us and tell us 
the right plays to call. And as long as we listen, we're not going to stand there saying, hey, what's the play? We're going to move forward. We're going to, we're going to score the touchdown. We're going to get what we need because the victory is already won. So that's all I had tonight. I hope that wasn't too long for you guys, but 